Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. Oh, I feel good. I knew that. Want to make 2017 your best year ever? Then let me be your teacher, your mentor. I've prepared special courses and webinars for you that will help you succeed and to give you access directly to me. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up today. You have nothing to lose. Try me for 30 days and if you aren't satisfied, I guarantee you a full refund, no questions asked. Don't go it alone. Let me be your guide at mojouniversity.com. Be successful today. Oh, I feel good. I knew that I would not. I feel good. I knew that I would not. So good. So good. I got you. Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here. And my topic today is entitled Beware Complacency. Complacency is one of those things that I think we all know we should be aware of it, but the problem is I don't think we understand how big of an enemy uh, to success complacency is. And I also don't believe from what I begin, uh, when I'm, from what I observe from looking at companies, is how often that complacency winds up affecting the results of our organization and our company. Let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about because uh, the this topic really came to mind to me recently when I was watching the uh, Masters Golf Tournament. And in this tournament, uh, Garcia uh, a actually winds up winning the tournament. But one of the things uh, about Garcia that has been common throughout his, his entire career is that he would lose his temper, he would lose control uh, over uh, exactly what was going on, and, and, and Sergio knew it. He knew that he had had this pattern, uh, and yet he'd been unable to really change it uh, for many, many years. And, and I find that really in business, we're, we're no different than what happens in sports, but I think in sports we can begin to see it more clearly. Uh, in particular, if you're not a golf fan, you may not understand what I'm talking about, and I apologize for that, I'll, uh, but I really want to talk about this, uh, and, and I'll try to relate it a little bit for you that are non-golfers. Uh, in, in a very tight uh, match, Sergio came to the 13th hole uh, at Augusta National, and he pulled his drive into the woods. He had an unplayable lie, which meant that he had to take a drop away from the bush that his ball landed in. And he had, uh, on this is a par five, so you got five shots to get it down for a par. 
And he is neck and neck uh, with his competitor, and he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. Now, I've watched Sergio the last 15, 16 years, and what he would have done in the past is he would have lost his temper. He would have said, you know, why in the world would you hit it over here? Why did I get such a bad break? And that would have been the end of his tournament. But this time was different. I watched him. He, he was very calm. He measured, uh, took his drop, and instead of doing what I expected him to do, uh, I thought that he would try to hit a miracle shot around the trees and get it up on the green and somehow make a miracle birdie. But instead, that's not what he did at all. He took a new route, and all he did was just punch an iron uh, out into the middle of the fairway. Uh, he then subsequently hit his wedge up to eight feet within the hole and made his putt for a par. And it was just brilliant to watch him because it was the first time I've ever seen him at his high level, in spite of all of the talent that he had, really take a different route into what he was doing. And he subsequently went on and really made some unbelievable golf shots, wound up winning uh, the Masters Golf Tournament in a playoff. Well, what was different? Well, he was not complacent to do things exactly the same way that he'd done them before. He realized that the way that he had handled things before was an enemy of success. And yet, I think most of us in business don't even know we do it. Here's what happens to us in business. We get into very specific habits. You see, we are, as humans, creatures of habit. We do the same thing over and over again because it doesn't require a lot of energy, a lot of brain power to do the same thing over and over and over. Uh, that's why if you uh, study it, uh, it, our habits, you will know that uh, we brush our teeth the same way, we comb our hair the same way, we always go through things very simply. And there's nothing wrong with those things because, at it, as it turns out, they help us preserve energy and they preserve our brain power. But in business, uh, if we allow ourselves to develop habits that where we become just a creature of that habit, then what happens is that we may not understand that the business climate is changing. And so what was making us a success before will gradually and gradually cease to work. And before you know it, the things that we really thought we could depend on are not things that we can depend on at all. And our success has turned into failure. And I think that this is a major enemy to those of us in business. I see it most frequently in sales organizations. Sales organizations develop a strategy, a way to sell customers, and they teach that strategy, and they duplicate it as closely as they can with all of their people, and it works, and they have great success for a period of time. But the problem with that is that oftentimes people begin to get lazy, they begin to get repetitive, they begin, into a, uh, begin to be a creature of habit. And the next thing you know, they find out that, well, wait a minute, customers are not really answering their phone like they once did. Uh, they're not reading their emails like they once did. So the world changed on them and they weren't ready for it. You see, this complacency comes into every level of an organization. 
uh, from senior leadership down all the way through the organization. Senior leaders oftentimes uh, use a formula for how, what has made them successful, but they don't realize the people that they have on the team have changed, they've grown, they've, they've matured, they've changed their goals, and they're not observant enough. And so their complacency winds up causing stress in, in the organization and ultimately failure. But instead, we have to be on the lookout for new ways that we can do things. And uh, I want to go back to the Masters Golf Tournament for another example, just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about here. I think we have to be so aware of the things that we do repetitively. I don't even think we know that we do them in a, in a way uh, that can harm us. Uh, in that same tournament that Sergio Garcia won, uh, there's one of my favorite golfers to watch is Phil Mickelson. And Phil is a phenomenal player, phenomenal talent. He's won a number of majors. He's actually won the Masters three times. Uh, he's, he's had a phenomenal career, won over 40 tournaments. And during all of that time, he and his caddy uh, have been together, the same caddy, the same routine that they do every single tournament. And this year, I've been really interested. I've been watching what Phil does. And I have noted that even uh, at, at 46 years of age, his talent is still there. I mean, he's got phenomenal talent. I think he can move the ball better than any player on the planet. He makes more birdies and enough birdies that he should be winning golf tournaments today. However... What is, his, what is his enemy? His enemy is that he makes a lot of bogeys. He makes a lot of others on his card, and, and it winds up keeping him from being in contention. He'll make as many birdies as the winner, and in some cases this year he's made more birdies than the winner of the tournament has made. But yet he, didn't, he wasn't even in competition on Sunday for the championship of the Masters. And what I've noted that he does is that he wants to hit the perfect shot every single time. Because he has the skill to be able to do miraculous things, I mean, if you watch him hit out of really bad places, you'll know, phenomenal. I mean, unbelievable talent. He can do things with a golf ball that other people can only dream about. But the enemy of that is that sometimes I think he and his caddy talk about things, and they think about the perfect shape, the perfect shot, and the absolute ideal way to work the ball so that it gets him in the perfect place in the fairway or on the green. And what he winds up doing is missing a lot of fairways, and he gets in trouble. And I think that if, if he simply just said, you know, okay, this has not worked real well for me, from, and especially off the tee, this is where he has so much, so many problems is when he drives the ball. And he winds up getting in places that he, he really struggles to make par or a birdie on. And so what I would suggest to him with his talent is say, hey, what's the way that I can just get this ball in the middle of the fairway? Give me a, a not the perfect angle, but a good angle. And to change up his thought process somewhat, I think he needs to do really change the mental aspect of it in order to be able 
to function in a competitive environment. Because I'm convinced if you put him in the middle of the fairway on every hole, he would still win more majors right now. I, he has every bit as much ability as any player on the planet. So what does that have to do with complacency? Well, I don't know. It may not be true for him. Maybe he's not complacent. But I'll tell you what, I think that we all do things just like Phil does. In business, we can get so good at what we're doing that we think, well, okay, this has always worked. I'll just do this. I can hit that shot. And the next thing you know, in business, you're doing the same things. You coach people the same way. You don't realize that the world's changed, that they've changed. And you look up and you wind up being outdated. You wind up having stale thoughts. You're not very good at communicating what you really believe. And I think this this becomes a serious problem for those of us in business. So we have to, uh, to be aware that complacency is the enemy of success. Now, you might be thinking, okay, Steve, that's good, but what do we do about it? Well, you have to look for ways to improve. And I've got two suggestions that I think will help you. Number one is people ask me, well, you know, when's the best time to look for new ways to do things? Well, in my opinion, the best time to look for new ways to do things is after you've had a success. Not when you, you're having success and you're having repetitive successes and you're just kind of numb to it, but to actually have a, a deconstruction of the success. Why were you successful? What did you do? What changed? Did you do anything new? Uh, should you begin to do anything new? Did you learn anything new in this particular situation that had never come up before? And you have to make those notes and you have to put them up in your mental reservoir. And then the next time you're in that situation, you can apply that new thing. And you see, when you just the very process of reviewing what caused the success can actually keep you from being complacent because I think you'll find like most of us that are competitive and that are true leaders, we're always looking for ways to improve. But sometimes we get in a habit that prevents us from doing the review of our success. Now, if I were to ask you, do you review your failures? I'd tell you that 99.9% .9 of them will tell you, yes, I reviewed why I was not successful. Well, if you're going to do it 99.9% .9 of the time you're not successful, why wouldn't you do the same thing when you are successful? By reviewing when something goes well, you begin to realize where your true strengths, where your true value is, not only to yourself, but also to your team and your customers. So look for those things after you've had a success that were common. Deconstruct it really make notes and really even if it's one little new thing that you did make a note of it so that you can quickly recall that on the go when you're under pressure the very next time the second thing uh, that i think you have to do is that you have to notice what routines for you are repetitive uh, I, I know that we all have them. I mean, many of us, just, we go to our desk, we do the same thing the first time every single day. And it's these repetitive routines that we have to examine 
to determine if there are opportunities that we can increase our level of success. Now, if you do that, I think that you will find that you will have become the master of your own mind and the master of your own future and your own success. So I, I thank you for listening today. Uh, beware complacency, but know that you have the talent and the ability to overcome it and create habits that will be successful for you and you will be able to, to succeed in every situation you find yourself in. Steve here, and one last reminder, I want to thank you for listening to the show, and I want to encourage you, go over to mojouniversity.com. Before you forget it, make sure you sign up for our training site, and let me be your teacher this year. I promise you, you're going to be successful. You're going to love it. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up today.